The Dirty Bag Podcast is your virtual check-in spot to celebrate the highs, unpack the lows, and sort through the in-betweens of life. It's a place to laugh, cry, self-correct, and cut up. I'm your host, Cookie, and I'm in these grown folk trenches right along with you. We had some heat before today, y'all. I got a certified recovery, a certified affair recovery coach up in here, a Ted ex-speaker we talking ted talks up in here um the host of life after infidelity podcast brianna thank you so much for coming in here and chopping it up with me i'm so excited to be here like so excited girl come on earrings y'all see this y'all see that she is in her slaying right now i was like i was like i was trying to coordinate okay okay it's it's bright it's giving it's giving renewed fresh energetic Mm -hmm. life Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. purposeful it's always intentional. So definitely yes. like the yellow uh, is very intentional. For yes. Sure. Mm-hmm. I'm here for <laughs> it. Finish that out. So that's part of the stress. So <laughs> talk about the book. Yes. Okay. So um, I have a devotional getting ready to come out. It's a 49 day devotional um, and it's called Healing the Heart After Infidelity. And so what it is, is um, because I myself experienced infidelity in my marriage. And so I've created this book to just be what I needed when I was going through the situation. And so, you know, the book is a beautiful book because it's not only fitting for people who have gone through infidelity, but if you have a loved one that is going through infidelity, I recommend you pick it up and read it yourself because it'll get you to understand what they're experiencing and what they're going through. Okay. So like the best way to be a support system to somebody Mm -hmm. else is getting actual tools so you ain't giving Mm -hmm. out bad advice absolutely because what was the worst thing you went through like when you first of all run it back (laughs) who out here cheating on you in these streets (laughs) let's start there you a whole baddie what what the hell what happened (laughs) oh god look you got me scratching my neck (laughs) (laughs) let's just trim the uh, trim the fat who who played in your face um so i was married and uh we were together for a total of 13 years he was my college sweetheart yeah, got mm-hmm. I met him when I was 19, walked away for good when I was 32. So, like, my whole adulthood whole adult. has been with him, you know. And, um, yeah, I, I don't even know where to start. I'll say this, though. Uh, so, yeah, so my ex-husband cheated on me. And um, you know how we are as women. Like, we always have that inkling that something ain't right, but we you can never on. prove it. Yeah. And so, for years... I was trying to prove his acts of infidelity and I could never prove it. But, oh Lord, once I finally found out, the very first time I found out, I made myself stop at woman six. Like the very. I thought you was just going to say it was a little and y'all just couldn't get past it. No. Woman six. And that was the first time that I was able to get the proof and I made myself stop. Was he related to Derek Jackson? <laughs> Wait a minute. Funny thing, right? Because, I mean, I don't really know how we're going to get into this story, but okay, funny thing. Um, he hated Derek Jackson. 
ironically, Wonder right? Why. Because he could read through him. And the funny thing was, let me tell you how I found it. I mean, I knew he hated Derrick Jackson, but I now remember how much he hated Derrick Jackson because his girlfriend, my husband's girlfriend of two years. Yeah, I'm saying it right. I want you to make sure I am saying it right. My husband at the time's girlfriend of two years, when she approached me, she told me how much he hated Derrick Jackson. <laughs> so, I'm sorry, guys. This is the part where I gotta slow. <laughs> you gotta, his, yeah, you gotta slow his it down. His girlfriend. So he had a whole, not a fling, a actual full on relationship. So check this out. She was the other woman, right? Because he and I were married. Yeah. So technically, she was the other woman, right? But she proceeded to tell me that she caught him with another female. Hold on. So mind you, these aren't the ones. These, this, these, these particular women are different from the six that I told you I found out about. When I first did my investigation. So were these like the mains outside the... I have no idea. I'm trying to figure out how to categorize these women. You and me too. Yeah, you and me too. Okay. (laughs) Girl, you just took me somewhere. So she's upset. Basically. That... Yeah, she was. They had an agreement. Well, because see, (laughs) and what happened was he and I had separated. Okay, okay, okay. And so when we were separated... I'm sure she was living her best life with him, like, you know, probably staying at his house and all that stuff. But then he had to move back in with me um, because I offered to help him. Right. Because he was still my husband and I loved him. So anyway, so he moves back in with me. So now the uh, the freedom that he had to be with her was limited, you know. And so I think she did. I can't you know, everybody lies. And even he was saying that, too. He was like, she already knew about you. She knows where you live. She drove by your house. And he's telling me this, and I'm like, but that doesn't make it right. And he's like, she's just mad because I told her that I was going to cut it off with her. And so, yeah, she probably was bitter. And so she decided to tell me, because the interesting thing is um, she approached me at the gym. And we've been going to this same gym for years. But now she's mad. She decides to approach me at the gym. So she was cool with seeing you at the gym, mm-hmm. just existing in the same space until he stepped out. <laughs> Ain't that like a classic story, though? Yeah. Same script, different cast, always. Mm-hmm. All the time. Deal with a married man. or in, So let me ask you this, because we're going we gonna to be all over. We're we about to go on like a <laughs> ride. Women that get involved with men that are separated. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on that, having the situation you did with him? Because eventually, as a wife, there's a, there's a chance that maybe even if you're not getting back with him, mm-hmm. you're going to still help him. Because like you said, that's still your husband. Yeah. Do you warn against people getting involved with folks that are separated? I do. And so let me say this. Like, my ex is super toxic, hella toxic. Because she she asked him, or this is what she told me, she asked him, like, hey, are you married? Because she was like, she noticed he was moving differently than a single person. And so she approached him and was like, hey, are you married? And he was like, well, technically, anytime you have sex with somebody, it constitutes as marriage, right? So he was always going around. Girl. (laughs) He was always going around. I heard what you said, and the answer to that is something like that, yes. And so he would always go around the question whenever she would ask it. He wouldn't, he would never say she's my wife. So she went doing her investigation and she found 
the paperwork because the uh, marriage and divorce documents are public. So she went and found our marriage license, but she could never find a divorce license. And she said when she brought the marriage license to him and was like, I found this, you know, in the county records. So are you married? He never responded. And so I, so that's that part, right? I, I just want to preface he that. Must like, have been piping you down, sis. How do you? Oh, no, you I can't mean, get around. A- so, <laughs> <laughs> somebody, I won't ever take that away. That man got a that man got a tripod. Cause ain't no way. You know, absolutely. And so here's the thing: I didn't know that either because I was a virgin when I got with him. <gasps> no yeah like and so that's why it was so detrimental for me because i grew up pentecostal right so it was like girl keep you save you you know so i saved myself now granted i lost my virginity to him before we got married but he's the only person that i've ever been with so fast forward to now like as i'm out here i'm like oh he was a little blessed (laughs) compared to what i'm putting myself they will pipe that attitude right out of you Pipe the facts right out of you. So, yeah. So, maybe that was was part of it. But, yeah. As far as um, if a person is separated, I I don't advise that. Because here's the thing. Like, my question would be to the person, why haven't you completed the process? You know, and I don't think that that's fair for you as a person. But I'll say for women because that's who I coach. I don't think that's fair for you as a woman to not be able to experience the fullness of whatever that relationship could become right. because he's still the, 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 the reality is that he's still attached to that woman, even though there, cause shoot, we separated me and my ex separated several times. Like he would move out and then come back and move into my house because we were still attached to each other. I, I think that, um, if a person hasn't really shown you the steps that they are willing to take to leave that person and move on, what you're doing is you're saying that I'm okay with less than. And if you are okay with that, if you're okay with being second fiddle in a relationship, then that's fine by all means. But what that tells me when I'm working with women who accept that type of behavior is that you're still lacking self-love in yourself. Because why would you, why would you accept that from someone? You know what I'm saying? What is it when, um, because I think the number one thing that women hear is we got kids together. Mm -hmm. It's the kids. We trying to, you know, do this the right way because we don't want to hurt the kids. I got to, I got to be close to my kids. Mm Mm-hmm. So how often is that used for a scapegoat, you know, to not be active Mm -hmm. in your liberation from the situation? For people with kids, like 99% of the time. And the reality is the kids already know. The kids know. The kids already know. Like um, I was on a call with a client a couple of weeks ago and um, she was telling me like her kids finally just came to her and was like, mom we see how angry this is making you. We see how sad this is making you. Like, why don't you just leave that? And here's the thing that you, what I'm learning is that they use their kids as a crutch to not leave. If you're afraid to leave, just say you're afraid to leave, but don't say it's because of your kids. Because again, most of the time your kids already know. Right. And she was even saying too, like, she's a lot angrier. Like she gets her, her, um, what am I trying to say? Like she just gets angry a lot faster and she's and it's it's penetrating to her kids, like she's frustrated and all of those things. And so your kids can sense that. Right. Even if they don't, if you don't tell them straight up, they can sense that. Dang. What is 
Okay, I'm just wrapping my mind around the fact that in your situation, this was your first. Mm-hmm. So, and this wasn't just one thing. Mm-hmm. What does that do to your self-esteem? Like, what what is the process of picking yourself up? Because mm-hmm. you said you stopped after six. So, when you stop, then what do you do? Like, I, I, I it's six. I'm not I'm not looking no more. So yeah. then, what do you do at that point? Like, um. So the first answer to that, uh, the honest answer is nothing. <clears throat> And like, I couldn't do anything, you know? And so a little bit of the, the, the backstory to that is, so how I found out, right? I had been knowing for years that someone went right. And for years, what happened was <laughs> I was looking for something in his car one morning when I was getting ready to go to work and he was asleep. And when I was looking in his car, um, I saw a condom wrapper and I'm like, why would he have a condom wrapper in his car and mm-hmm. we're married? You know what I'm saying? And so after that, I, every morning, like clockwork, I would wake up super early and go down to his car because I found the condom box. I found where he kept his condom boxes in his car. And every morning I would go and just count the condoms. Right? I did that every single morning. He must have figured that I was doing something because then he hid his keys. So then I found out where he hid his keys. He would hide his keys all the <laughs> Don't way. Hide enough for a black woman, please. <laughs> it just makes you angrier. Like so, he he hid his keys all the way in the inside of his shoes. So I would every morning I would go to his room because uh, you know he had a game room. So I would go into his game room, get the keys, tiptoe downstairs, and this is when the sun wasn't even up yet. I tiptoe downstairs. I would count the condoms, right? And then this fool had condoms not only in the console of the front car, he had them in the trunk. So I did that for years, but I couldn't never, I couldn't, that wasn't enough. You know what I'm saying? Outside the fact that he wasn't coming home sometime at night. And then I would, it's just so much. So let me say, so that's how I started to think something was off, right? Right. And so then my mother-in-law, they be, they be, they be, no be no, y'all be. I, so my mother-in-law told me something. She said, um, men are simple. And she said, what's one password for one thing is the password for everything. And she said, I'm going to leave it at that. And I said, okay. And when she said it, I didn't really think nothing of it. And uh, But I remembered it, right? Because um, I had picked him up from work one day because his car had broke down. So I picked him up from work and he was like, I need to go to Walmart. And I said, well, I'm cooking dinner. So just drop me off at the house and then you can run to Walmart. So he comes up, changes his clothes. He had just got a new tablet. So he left the tablet on the dining room table. (laughs) And so I was like cooking, you know, and I'm like looking at him. I mean, I'm looking at the tablet, he looking at me, I'm looking at the tablet, he looking at me, and uh, the tablet looking at me, rather, and I'm like, man, do I, what do I do? You want to stop? No, okay. keep going. <laughs> no, you can keep going. Okay, okay. Um, and so, he looking at the tablet, or, I mean, I'm looking at the tablet, and I remember what my mother-in-law said, and she was like, what's the password for one thing, it's the password for everything. And so... I cut off the food and I was like, okay, yeah, we finna do this. And so I put in, um, I remember what my mother-in-law said. She was like, what's the password for one thing? It's the password for everything. And so I put his debit card password into the tablet 
And then that's when it opened up and I saw everything. And I saw where he FaceTimed like uh, one of his brothers. And I was like, that's okay. And then I saw he FaceTime a girl. I didn't know her. And then, you know, when you click on that image, it'll show you everything. And when I saw that good night text message, I was like, huh, okay, this is going to be good. And so I took the tablet and I just ran. I just ran. And um, I found over six women and I had to stop. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I know. This is how this is how me making it do what it do. <laughs> that's what black women do. Yes, that's what we do. <laughs> yes. So first that's off, I should go to the restroom. <laughs> yeah, we look, y'all. I'm gonna tell y'all what be going on in here because I'm, I'm very transparent. <laughs> Sometimes when I'm recording, my daughter has to pee. <laughs> and she knows not to knock and make noise. So she'll just stand by the door and kind of just like Grab a crotch oh, like. Oh, bless her heart. And then she'll sprint down to the bathroom and then do her thing and then come back in like nothing happened. <laughs> oh, well, y'all did that fast. Oh, yeah, we've done it so many times. We've been doing it for like two years. Oh, so she knows. She knows the. She understands she is a studio kid. Yeah. This time I love she, it. She would, yeah, she's trained. Yeah. <laughs> she's yeah. trained. Yeah, yeah. But what I was going to say was shout out to mother in laws that know what time it is mm -hmm. and that. They don't want to betray their sons. Yeah. But. Mm-hmm. But. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd... Yeah. And she would, like, I had a great mother-in-law, too. And because she even told me, like, so she must have known for a long time because we hadn't even been married for, like, three months when she texted me out the blue one day and said, um, I don't want you to be in a situation that you're unhappy in. She said, so either leave while you're still young or make sure that you find some peace in it. And now when she told me that, I got pissed because, again, I'm in bliss, right? I'm thinking all is well. But she knew because as I go back now, he had been cheating on me before we got married. And she must have known that, you know, but she never wanted to just come out and say, hey, my son ain't no good. It's almost like she looked at you really as her own daughter. She loved me, and I loved her. I would even go because um, some of my in-laws, like my mother-in-law and my sister-in-law and my nieces, they lived in Georgia. Uh -huh. So sometimes I would actually go to Georgia without him. Oh. And he was doing his, his dirt so much. Like when they would come in, he would leave, and I would have to entertain his family. Because it's the in-laws, and I mean, who's going to have a problem with entertaining their in-laws. So yeah. It's an easy. It's an easy way to get out, go have dinner with a chick. You know what I'm saying? Come home super late. And because I can't act up. Well, I'm going to show out in front of your in-laws. You know what I'm saying? So I just had to eat it. And that, okay. One of the biggest arguments I see out here in these streets is about people, about the black family needing to be a unit mm -hmm. and people being divisive and, it's, it's one extreme, it's that one, and then there's the, well, y'all need to choose better. Yeah, if I had a dollar for every time I heard somebody say that when a woman gets in a situation where mm -hmm. she's not being treated well, you gotta choose better. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, how do we shut, shut? just speak to that real quick when people make that comment mm -hmm. after women are either cheated on or abused or whatnot, like why is it not okay to say that? Because how do you choose better when you don't know? Absolutely, and so when I, when I hear stuff like that, like, 
<laughs> you talking about trolls earlier. Like I have trolls now on my stuff and they're like, like some dude commented on one of my posts and was like, your husband cheated on you because you old and dried up and masculine looking. What and I'm thinking hell? to myself, I'm like, well, dude, first of all, he cheated on me when I was in my twenties. Not, not when I'm talking about it now. Right. <laughs> he got me as a whole green banana. So what you talking about? <laughs> Even though you fine as hell. Y'all. <laughs> but. And and then somebody now somebody I got a I got a new troll which I love and I'm here for it. He uh, <laughs> Shout out to the troll. you know he was like uh, saying you need to go watch some of Sam- Kevin Samuel's videos, <laughs> and I just sent back a laughing emoji because I'm like you're cute. But here's the thing. When I hear comments like that, like you need to choose better, you need to do this. What that tells me is that you're taking the responsibility from men Always. and the accountability from men because it's also the men's responsibility to learn how to not necessarily act on how they're feeling. Like it just because I, I mistreat you because I'm not saying that I was the perfect wife, neither was he the perfect husband, but I didn't go out and cheat on him. You see what right. I'm saying? So we all have this ability to control our behaviors and our actions and our mistreatment towards people. Right. And so that first thing that I, when I, I don't really go back and forth with people when they say stuff like that because I'm like that lets me know you're not here to try try to truly understand you're here to justify why this person is consistently being cheated on and consistently being mistreated but then the next part of that is for sure I, I always work with women about that I actually had a client and she was like um she was like yeah I was talking to my family and friends and I was telling them I might be the culprit of attracting cheaters because every dude that I've gotten with has cheated on me and she was like and my family was like and my family and friends were like girl no nah, those just me and all men cheat well you I disagree with that <clears throat> so again it is it's definitely a pattern within that person that is but here's the thing I don't believe that they're choosing wrong they're attracting wrong And the reason that they're attracting wrong is because there's something in them that they haven't healed. And so that trauma and that trauma are attracted to one another, right? Once I started to heal myself, I learned that my ex-husband has a lot of rejection issues, as do I. That was attractive because in childhood, we grew up looking for acceptance, right? Because we were so used to being abandoned by one of our parents and rejected by one of our parents. And so... It's not necessarily about choosing differently. It's about healing yourself so that you can be aware of when somebody is in your face. Oh, no, nah, this is not the caliber of person and man that I deserve and desire to have in my life. Right. But when you have so much trauma, you don't know how to pinpoint that out. Damn. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> how do you even? It's almost like all of us have been, do you, so obviously you, you're saying that you've acknowledged the fact that you dealt with rejection. Oh yeah. As a child. Mm -hmm. So do you feel like the rejection is what made you miss the red flags early on before y'all got married? Absolutely. I mean, and I'll say this, my ex didn't start off that way. You know, he was, it's funny. My mama was talking about that the other day. She was like, he was so sweet. He used to come home with you all the time. And she was like, he just changed. And I think life happens to people. And um, again, I wasn't the perfect wife. Shoot, we got married when I was with 26, I think. And so um, I didn't know how to be a wife. Neither did he know how to be a husband. Um, But I think that me getting with him and attracting him or whatever, that wasn't the problem, but me learning the red flags to stay. 
Okay. You, you see what I'm saying? Okay. Yes. Because I stayed for five years knowing he was still cheating on me. So I found out about woman six still stayed like clockwork for those five years that I made the decision to stay. Cause that, that when I found out about that, that was in 2015, October of 2015 to be exact. Um, I didn't walk away for good until 2020 during COVID. And that's after during COVID you left. That's the time COVID. where everybody just said, let's just make it work. Cause you know, the world falling apart. How do you make that decision during a time where we're in a global pandemic mm-hmm. to walk away from your <laughs> So it's interesting. And I love it. I think it's a beautiful story. Um, I was trying to get locked up during COVID, right? I wanted to get sister locks. And so um, once the world did open back up, I made an appointment to go see um, a loctician. And so I was telling her, I said, hey, my hair is falling out a lot, though. And I was like, so I don't know how that's going to work getting locked up and my hair is falling out. I had a really big bald spot right in the middle of my head. And so she was like, well, yeah. She was like, so go see a trichologist. She was like, I got somebody to refer you to, and they'll see why your hair is coming out, how we can get it to grow back. And I was like, okay. But it was during COVID, so, of course, everybody's stressed during COVID. So I already knew it was stress, right? Right. So um, I make an appointment with the trichologist. I go to her, and then um, she's like, okay, I'm going to put your body on this scanner, and it's going to tell me everything I need to know about why your hair is falling out. And I was like, okay. So she puts me on the scanner and then the scanner goes off. And on the screen, there's a silhouette of a body, right? And I can see on the screen where it's red dots everywhere. And a trichologist, she a black lady, so she's amazing. And so she just started cussing. She was like, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit, you know? So I'm looking at the silhouette and I'm like, oh, Lord, this one about to tell me I'm dying. Girl, I kid you not. I It felt like five minutes, but it was probably like just, a few seconds she just sat back in her chair with her arms crossed and stared at me and then she opened up her mouth and she said tell me what's wrong with your broken heart and she said um there is nothing wrong with you she was like you're super healthy she was like all of the everything that I'm looking at shows that you're super healthy she said the only thing that's wrong with you is you have a severely broken heart and that was the first time that I ever cried about it. I started to cry about it and then I made myself stop and cover my face up. And she was like, hell no, we're not doing that today. Let that out right now. Right. And that was the first time. And so she told me, she said, um, she said, you have two choices. She said, you can continue to be with this toxic partner and kill yourself slowly because that's what it's doing. Mm. She said, or you can make the hard decision to walk away and continue to live and be a daughter to your mother, be a sister to your brothers, be an aunt to your godchildren. You know, she just went down the list and she was like, the choice is yours. I kid you not, I walked out of her office and I didn't talk to nobody for the rest of the day because I had to sit with that. And so that was on a Wednesday. Um, His grandma passed away. I went to the funeral that Friday. I hugged him. I hugged his in-laws and I've never turned back. You went? I went to the funeral. Went to the funeral? Yeah, because she talked to me on Wednesday. Friday, I went to the funeral. I already knew what I was going to do. That's why my hugs and my love to them was a little bit, I gave them a little bit more than I normally would give them because I knew this was going to be the last time. And I hugged them all, and I have not reached out. So it was two funerals, essentially? Yeah, yeah. Because I also had to bury um, my in-laws, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? Because I also, 
my healing, I couldn't properly heal, um, still communicating with my in-laws. Because there were times where I would leave my ex, but I was still communicating with my in-laws and they would say stuff and then it would trigger me to hit him up, you know, and they weren't doing it purposefully. They might say something like, oh, girl, yeah, so-and-so, you know, my ex did so-and-so, so-and-so, and it makes me sad for him. And then I'm like, dang. Let me hit him up and check on him. You know, then and, them let me check on. <laughs> stop checking on people. <laughs> Why everybody yeah. feel like you gotta check on somebody that don't care about you? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And so that was that was it. So it wasn't the fact that I found out about all the women because, like I said, from 2015 to 2020, like clockwork, every six months I would find out about another female. That's not including the time that I broke into his house and we were separated and he wasn't there. And I found uh, the girl's night overnight bag in his closet. Um, that's not including when his girlfriend of two years approached me at the gym. And so this is why I have become an affair recovery coach. Come on, because um, there's so much judgment on women who choose to go back. But the thing is, you don't understand the psychological turmoil that these women are going through. And especially if their partners are narcissistic and manipulative, you don't know what's going through their mind. So you asked me the question of like, what does that do to you, Psyche? My best friend at the time actually had stopped talking to me when I was going through this experience. And her text message to me was, I love you too much to see what you're doing to yourself and she was like I just remember you being the baddest chick in college every dude wanted to talk to you to you going to this person that has low self-esteem you don't care about yourself like I literally my self-esteem it was non-existent it was non-existent um who I was it was all wrapped up in him like I didn't know who Brianna was. Oh my God. So that's the thing. I felt like I needed to become this affair recovery coach. And that's why my tagline is removing the shame of your decision to leave or stay. I just finished um, a six week co- um, coaching process with a client who decided to stay with her partner. Great. Because guess what? He's a great candidate to rebuild trust with. And so that goes back to your question too. You have to learn how to vet these people or vet your partner to see if they're a good candidate for trust. And that's something that I didn't have in my pocketbook when I was going through mine, because had I known what I know now, I would have known to leave him the very first time I found out. And so I think that women just need the tools to know, is this the candidate that I can rebuild trust with? Or is this a man that I need to walk away from? Because, you know, he's not going to be accountable and all those type of things, but it's, um, the judgment that people give on people who have been cheated on and they choose to stay with their partner, you need to stop it because it's bigger than just the infidelity and it's bigger than just leaving. These people are suffering severe psychiatric issues that you couldn't even fathom that's going on in their heads. Imagine you trying to sort through like something that's just so devastating. Mm Mm-hmm. And you crying every night or however you processing it and other people calling you, tearing you down. Girl, what you going to do? Girl, you better than me because I would have been gone. Girl, you crazy, girl. Can we talk about the you better than me? First of all, no, y'all ain't. <laughs> Yo, y'all be out here capping. Y'all Stop be it. Ca- Y'all doing it to Kiki Palmer right now. And I, and I did a video the other day. I was like, the biggest judgment is coming from single mamas with this one. You got a story. It might not be her story. 
But you definitely have a story. We just don't know about it. Right. And mm-hmm. sometimes people just overcompensating for, you know, their own stuff by yep. passing judgment on to somebody else. Mm-hmm. How, mm-hmm. how do you know when somebody's a good candidate for re, for, for real to rebuilding trust, though? For sure. It's hard. It, it really is. It really is. But, um, okay, so there's a couple of steps, right? So the first step is um, accountability. So once you tell the person, hey, I know you cheating on me, blah, 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 what do they do? Do they take accountability for their actions and their behaviors or do they put the blame back on you? You know, do they say stuff like, um, well, you weren't doing X, Y, Z. Well, you weren't doing this. So it's that. Do they actually take accountability for their wrongdoings, right? Mm. So that's the first part. Um, then the next part to that is um, ability, do they actually have the ability? Well, first, second, I'm sorry, is understanding. So after they've taken accountability, do they actually try to understand how hurt you are, where you're coming from, how you're feeling? Like, are they really trying to get the information to see how their betrayal has affected you okay. emotionally, psychologically, you know, physically? Like, are they really trying to understand? Because it's one thing they can go ahead and take accountability, but then if they lack the understanding, you see what I'm saying? Like I did so, it, but yeah, yeah, so everything that I'm saying is a buildup. So all of these steps require are required to determine if you can rebuild trust. Um, so we have accountability. We have understanding. The next thing, which a lot of people get caught up on, is ability. It's great that your partner understands and is accountable. But a lot of women are staying in relationships with people who don't have the capacity to be the partner that they want them to be. Mm. So you also have to see that. Does this person have the ability to be who I want them to be, right? Um, And then the next thing is track record. So once you guys have established all of those three, then it's the track record of, okay, how are we going to determine if you are saying what you're, you know, you're doing what you say you're going to do. You know what I'm saying? And it's watching that because the process isn't easy. So there may be slip ups. And so you have to have in the slip ups like, okay, well, how many times are you going to allow this person to revert back? And then you take him back. Right. So it's the track record of them saying, Hey, I'm actually going to stand on my word and do this. And you actually being able to monitor that. And then the fifth part to that too, is, um, I require my, um, women's men to get a um accountability partner so whether they go seek therapist or a coach or an older person that's been married for years you know and they're in a happy marriage let me say that um but I also require their partner to get an accountability partner because they're going to have to be accountable as they're you know trying to navigate this 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 new territory right and so those are like the four steps but then within those steps it's like a lot of work that's required this is a lot of information so you <laughs> you mean to tell me not only do we got to get cheated you get cheated on but now you got to trust that somebody finding somebody to hold them accountable that that can see through their bs because mm-hmm. we talk about narcissists and i mentioned this before that i dealt with one that was clinically diagnosed i didn't mm-hmm. know earlier oh wow okay yeah. That was my son, my son's dad. I didn't mm-hmm. know his mom knew. But really? She about said she didn't tell me till he was yeah. my son was six weeks old. Wow. And it was just but but looking back at it, when you say like the red flags, like mm-hmm. why is he being raised by his his dad? 
um, parents and not his mama, who was mm-hmm. able-bodied and healthy. I didn't mm-hmm. ask him questions early mm-hmm. on when I was young. Mm-hmm. But looking back, there's a reason she ain't got him in a crib. Mm-hmm. Violent tendencies. That's crazy. So we just, yeah. Yeah. But we just be so enamored and just swept off our feet mm-hmm. that, you know, we... Yeah. Stuff be happening. Yeah. Stuff be happening. Quit right. talking to people about <laughs> how they got to do better. Just be, how about we talk about how we can be better people? Be better people. I think, and I think that's the conversation that needs to be had is like, just be better. Because I think that, I hear all the time, there's so much talk about black women being neat. You know, black women got a lot of baggage. But when I got back out in this dating game for the very first time, I realized that black men got a lot of baggage too. So much. And they have issues that they need to grow and heal from, too. And I'm seeing that more that a lot of black men are, you know, embracing therapy and stuff like that, which is great. But I think that you have to stop putting the responsibility on the woman. And here's the thing. I hate that because men are quick to put it, put black women down. Right. But yet they want to be the head of the household. So technically, if you're the head of the household, you should lead by example and show me, right? Because one of the things I always ask my men on my show is what's more important, love or respect? And a lot of men will say respect, right? But then if we're talking biblically, the Bible does say wives love your husband, husbands, you know, well, wives respect your husbands, husbands love your wives. A lot of y'all don't know how to love us. Know how to pay for stuff. But now nah, some of y'all ain't even doing that. We just <laughs> let me stop. I'm giving out too much credit. Yeah, but that's true. Mm-hmm. I think that people try. People cherry pick the Bible. Yeah. Whatever little bits and pieces is gonna serve you. Your- it's convenient for you to <laughs> apply towards your. You know what I'm saying? It, yeah. Whatever can justify your rationalization of the mistreatment of a person, that's the scripture that you'll use, and that's not right. No, that's not right. But speaking of scripture, though, let's talk about that church and divorce. Mm-hmm. Were y'all at church? I was. So he wasn't in church. Mm-hmm. Well, that's interesting because, you know, you were in church. The first thing the pastor says is where he at. I want to meet him. I want to talk to him. How did you bypass that? <laughs> <laughs> How you get that past the pastor? <laughs> so here's another thing, too. We went to the courthouse. Oh, okay. because he didn't want tech he really didn't want to get married but i was like we've been together for six years you go you know so you either marry me or i'm leaving so he was like fine we'll go to the courthouse and so i settled in that and i think that that's another thing when we talk about like choosing wrong look at how you're are you settling because that's a lot of it too is like I think a lot of us because we're in this um lack mindset especially in the dating scene you know yeah I'm gonna just leave it at that especially <laughs> in the dating scene you know people are getting discouraged out here it is. so up. when <laughs> <laughs> so when they find like a portion of a good man they'll just settle for the rest of the stuff and so I just Shoot, I just got married, and then um, I didn't care what the pastor said, basically. I went to the first lady, and it was funny. It was a beautiful thing that she told me. She said, I'm going to tell you one thing before you get married. She said, "Um, if he's not in the church with you, only one or two things are going to happen. Either you're going to change him, or he's going to change you. Mm, And? And he won. (laughs) Damn. Damn. He won. 
Now, I wasn't saying he got to be in charge. I'm mean, just saying if you, I mean, it's clearly y'all was unequally yoked. Mm-hmm. Y'all was some runny eggs. Yep. <laughs> some yep. <laughs> but we started off because we were going to church together when we were dating and stuff. And then life happened. And was he, he in church when y'all first started dating or was he just going to church because she was going to church? Yeah, it was more so he was just going because I was going. Okay. Mm-hmm. That Okay. That, that, mm-hmm. dang, he really got. So we can see the red flags early. The fact that he didn't want to get married, though, do you ever think about that? Like, he he clearly didn't want to. I should have just walked away. Yeah. As opposed to mm-hmm. giving up. Mm-hmm. But rejection. You see what I'm saying? That's the thing that just kept coming up for me yeah. is rejection. And so I didn't want to be rejected. So. Damn it. <laughs> But okay, but you back out in the dating world now. Just, just how did the, the process for you? Yeah, like how was it how for me you, getting back out there? Where was the moment where you said, you know what, I'm okay to give somebody another shot again? What was the moment where you were like, you know what, the shackles is off. I'm ready to come back outside. Mm-hmm. So okay, because a lot of women who've been cheated on, they do this too. One thing that frustrates me the most is women who are still married. Because this just happened a few weeks ago. Uh, a chick she's still married to her husband right they're separated but she's still married to him okay and she was like brie do you know any place to go find some men no ma'am you broken as you know (laughs) you jacked up why you why you trying to go out here and date but again i don't judge because i too did that because when you've been mistreated for so long and you haven't been validated for so long you're looking for that right and so you know I, I'm just gonna stay right there on this you choosing wrong um, and I think that that's how women continue to choose wrong is because they're looking for a fulfillment and an emptiness that they don't know how to feel within themselves so they constantly go out here seeking it from other men I too was guilty of that right so I say that to say when I first started dating girl I was attracting busters and I was attracting my husband over, over and over again oh so then i had to scale back i was like wait a minute but i have enough knowledge or understanding to be like okay this can't be all this gotta be with me because if i keep attracting all of these people that i just walked away from and divorced from i gotta it's something in me that's attracting it so i right. scaled back and then um i worked on myself right and then i would go back out there i was like okay i think i'm ready and then i was attracting like emotionally unavailable man so then i was like okay now there's something in me I need to go. So what I'm saying is that you coming from infidelity, it's okay to date in steps and give yourself the grace as you're figuring these things out and not putting a stamp on a general stamp on all men because all men don't cheat, but there's something in you that's attracting cheaters. Mm-hmm. All men aren't emotionally unavailable, but it's something in you that's attracting emotionally unavailable men. And so now I can say that now that I am truly healed and working on myself, and here's the thing, now that I know my self-worth, um, my dating life is amazing. Oh, you, <laughs> you finding find the few little gems out in these streets. Well, she, if y'all finding can't find them. a man, it's probably because Brianna got them. Oh, so <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me say this, though. Um, <laughs> I'm currently single right now. But, but I want to say this. Um, I was dating this guy. Well, we were just, like, getting to know each other, right? And yeah. we had been getting to know each other for about six months. And at this point, I'm like, bro, what you going to do with me? You know what I'm saying? What you going to do all What this? you going to do? I'm going to do all this. And what I will say, too, is what I'm learning is that some women, y'all devote, y'all give too much of um, your time 
to a man who hasn't qualified to deserve all of your time. So I say that to say this, date multiple people. It's okay. It's okay to get out here and date multiple people until someone, um, you know, shows themselves and identifies themselves as someone that you can be exclusive with. Stop giving your exclusivity to men who are undeserving of it. You know what's funny about that? The way <laughs> the way Lori Harvey gets drugged and she that girl be in full blown relationships until whatever, and then she moves on and mm-hmm. she gets drugged for that. Like she gets mm-hmm. she's a pass around. She's a pass around. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like if you date multiple men at once or if you date and then move on, you can't win either way. Mm-hmm. It's starting to feel like mm-hmm. you can't. Right. Yeah. Do it right. But I I but you know, I think that <laughs> well, you know, folks gonna always have something to say about women, right? Right. There's always this double standard. Women can't we can't do nothing. But I'm not. I'm here for the date multiple people. When I say date multiple people, I'm not saying sleep, sleep with, with them and stuff people. like that, but I'm saying learn what you like you know and enjoy experiences with people because just because you're dating a person doesn't mean that y'all are gonna be in a full-blown relationship but what that person is showing you is like oh I like a little of this in my relationships oh I can't be treated like this you know I you know and so um like I'm seeing like I said I'm single now but I've I was dating a guy and um six figures right and all the things, and he even said, I don't want my woman to work. Because he was divorced, too, and he was just like, yeah, so whenever I get with my person again, they can work if they want to. But I've always been the person that um, covers everything, right? And then they can just do what they want with their money. And so I was telling him, I was like, we've been together. We've been going on dates for six months. I'm really starting to care for you. Like, um, what are we doing? And so he basically told me, hey, I'm not ready for a relationship, right? So we went two months without speaking to each other. Um, he reached out to me two Fridays ago and was like, um, I realize that you're a great woman. I don't want to lose you. I want to make it work. I want to just see where this goes, and I want to just give it a shot, right, because I just want to see where it goes. And he was like, just think about it and then get back to me. So I thought about it, and then we met up, and I told him, I said, you know, I'm a great person, but I'm an even better woman than to settle for a man who's not certain about what he wants to do with me. I was wondering when you said, see where it goes, I'm like, mm, that phrase. And that's the thing. Like, when you love yourself and when you don't operate in lack, you're able to walk away from what seems good because you know that great is out there. Because I never would have thought that I would have when I yes. first. <laughs> come on, boss. <laughs> Run it back. back. It's the truth, right? Like I never would have if you when you operate in abundance, you you're never afraid to walk away from good because you know that greater is out there. And so I say that because when I was in my dating stages, when I first started, I was dating busters. But then I started to progress. And so now I'm learning because he was great. Took me our our first real date. We talk about, you know, these dates. Girl, our first three dates, we went to a coffee shop. That's really the best way to go. You can it's the best way to go. Energy boost, caffeine. But then our <laughs> real date, he sent me a text and was like, hey, I know you're off of work today, so be ready at 4 p.m. Dress, blah, blah, blah. We're going to the um to the rooftop hotel for dinner. Oh, okay. Okay. So a great person, right? So what that has told me is this. I can attract that. But I can attract that and he be certain about me and not just, oh, let's see where this goes. 
It's almost like, all right, this is good. So if I can get good, I know I can get great. You can get better. Mm-hmm. Why can't you? Huh. But you can't do it until you heal yourself, until you acknowledge and accept that you have been cheated on, till you acknowledge and accept that you're hurt and you're broken from that, till you forgive yourself. Because a lot of it is women are out here looking for everything to come from the man and for them to get the resolve from the man. Forgive yourself. Oh. I always tell women, forgive yourself for staying longer than you should have. Mm. Forgive yourself for taking him back every time that you said you wouldn't. Mm. Forgive yourself for overlooking the text messages and the things that you saw that you knew he was doing you wrong by. Forgive yourself for that. Forgive yourself for knowing that you could have left and you didn't. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's so many things that you as a woman have to forgive yourself for. And once you work on yourself and forgive yourself, then everything else becomes obsolete. Come on. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> but so good. Well, hold on. I, gotta, I just want to go uh, spin back to that friend. Did you and her ever talk again? We um, got back to being friends, but now we're not friends. Oh, so. Okay. Yeah. I was going to ask, like, I know we've we forgiven ourselves after infidelity and finding ourselves again, but what do you do to those broken relationships? Mm-hmm. The, the other relationships, non-romantic ones that suffer, because I yeah. tend to pull back. That's true. Friends. You know, it's funny. Somebody else just reached out to me, and they were like, man, I'm, I'm reaching, I'm withdrawing from one of my friends. And, um, you know, I was just trying to explain to her, too, like, that happened to me before. And I think that the worst thing that you can do, though, because it's almost like you're passing judgment on to that person. Because like mm-hmm. I just said, they're going through a psychological, it's it's deeper than what we can kind of see, right? Mm-hmm. Like the stuff that's going on in their psyche. And so one of the things that I was just telling her too is just, just be there. Like if you have to kind of pull back a little bit for sure, but never not be available when they need you. Because, Yikes. you know what I'm saying? Okay. Because you ne- now, if if a lot of it is just toxic and you can tell that they're not wanting to get out of it, then for sure you have to learn how to put your boundaries up and say something like, hey, you know, I love you and I'm here for you and I want to support you. However, um, I'm not available for, you know, hearing the complaints but then not wanting to move <clears throat> forward. Right. Like I'm here to support you and I want to help you move forward, whatever your forward looks like, but I can't because this is, you know, hindering me too, going back and forth. But I think just pulling back and not allowing them to see, you know, well not telling them like why you're pulling back. I think that that's one of the worst things that you can do because they're, they're, they're severely broken. Him. Y'all, she all in my business. <laughs> I mean, it's my it's old business. I mm-hmm. I've been that friend that pulls back. I've mm-hmm. had issues, but I mean, I tend to be more single than not attached to somebody. Mm-hmm. But I did have a friend that's no longer a friend who would constantly get in toxic situations. Mm-hmm. Okay, fine. But when she would be in those situations, she didn't need me as a friend. But when oh. she got free, and all of a sudden, when it went left, and she finally left whatever situation, it was like I need girls, and I, I miss my girls, I miss my girls because I'm no. the bulldog that will come in. I I think I, I'm pretty sure I ran up in a couple of dudes' faces for her. Mm-hmm. But after a while, I me mean, as a friend, I saw it as you only want me when you when you down and out. But when you in these situations, there's no need for me. And mm-hmm. then I'll confront these dudes for you. Mm-hmm. You'll either allow me to be disrespected by said dude, mm-hmm. and then you'll go right back. 
So it got to a point where I was like, I can't operate in a friendship like that. And I am one of them folks that'll definitely just cut your ass off and go somewhere. <laughs> I ain't saying that's right. <laughs> You're probably watching this. A couple of y'all Ooh. are. But, but I'm just saying, it's hard for me because of the I treat my friends almost like they're my child sometimes. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. as, as, as much trauma as I've been through, mm-hmm. I feel like I have the the armor to go fight every other, everybody else's battle, which I'm pretty sure is mm-hmm. that's not healthy either. But it's just, <laughs> I'm broken, but girl, I'm about to put on my armor. I got my gat. I'm coming for you, sis. I'm coming yes. to take care of you. <laughs> yes, ma'am. But I've definitely probably needed this information before because I back up. Mm-hmm. I back the fuck up. See, I think that's different, though. If you, you know, because I had friends like that, too, where they, when they with a man, they don't know me. But then when they break up, like you, I was that. But you know what? That's. I will forever be using this line. I'm too good of a person, but I'm too, you know, but I'm an amazing friend for you to treat me the way that you're treating me. And I think it's okay too, to like set those boundaries. And I always tell people too, boundaries are to protect you. So it's okay for you to say, Hey, look, we can be friends, but if you continue to uh, forget about me every time you get in a relationship and then once you leave said person, you want to come back to me, here's how I'm going to respond to that. I'm not. Oops. And Oops. our friendship is done, you know, cause I, this same friend that I'm telling you about, she, she has a thing where if she's going through something, she won't hit me up and I won't hear from her for months. Right. Mm-hmm. And then when things are going a little bit better, she'll hit me back up or whatever. But I'm like, that does something to me because I don't know if you're mad at me. I don't know if I've done something wrong. And so again, I'm too great of a friend. I'm too great of a person to allow that type of thing in my, you know, stratosphere or my energetic, whatever. Um, So my thing is I'm being truthful and honest with people up front and letting you know what I'm accepting from you. Mm -hmm. And um, if you can't follow that, because again, I operate in abundance, you can move and then I'll find enough, you know, other people will come into my, to my space and I'll be just as great. I I'm here for the abundance. I definitely mm-hmm. used to operate in lax. Why folks stayed longer than they were supposed to. Mm-hmm. Same. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> well, this is man. God, this is just, I'm still stuck on this stop after six. I'm, I'm going to leave it alone, I know. but I'm good. God. And you don't look like what you've been through. I don't look like what I've been through. Cause I did. I went through depression. I actually got down to a size zero. And my therapist, psychiatrist wanted to put me on psychotropic medications. And like I just told you, my hair was falling out. I was sick. I got down to a size zero. I'm thick now, though. But <laughs> she's so snatched. Don't waste a snatch back to middle school, first of all. It's snatch back to middle school. But can you imagine that? Like getting down to a size zero? Because I wasn't sleeping. You know, waking up. Shoot, I had a uh, tracker on his car. So you I put would a tracker on the car. Listen, let me tell you something. I don't think I've ever told this story. I hired a private investigator. Mind you, so he ended up being um, a fraud, though. But I paid $500 to this private investigator. I was sick. Lost all my money. Wait, how'd you find out he was fraud? So, actually, we got... So, I hired the company, and then we actually had an investigator. So, the chick came to my office. She... You know, because she was like, okay, she was like, I'm going to meet you at work because I don't want 
anybody to be suspicious or right. your husband or whatever. So she met me at work. And then like a couple of days after that, she said, girl, the owner of the company done took off with all the money. And she was like, so here's what I want you to do. And she told me X, Y, Z. She even gave me his phone number. She was like, we're giving all the clients his phone number and telling them to refund him the money. And then we, I hit him up too. Like she told me to. And he was like, oh yeah, I'm sending you your money right now. Never heard from him. But yeah, I hired a whole investigator and lost all that money. It sounds like you are the investigator. People need to be paying you. You had <laughs> discipline. You was on a schedule. We did stakeouts. We did a stakeout down here downtown. Me and one of my homegirls. Oh and I had a ride or die. And all I did was say, um, I forgot what I said, but that helper showed up in my house in all black. And I put on my all black. And it's not this parking lot. It's the one across the street over there by Paul. We parked out in that parking lot and watched him and followed him. Because then he stopped right here at 7-Eleven. Yes, he did, honey. And we followed him. Y'all better not be down. <laughs> y'all, listen, y'all better not be cheating down here by the podcast studio. But yeah, it is, it is actually easy to get tracked down here. There's so many parking lots to see what you do. Don't be down here cheating. Yeah. Don't be over here a off couple it. of times. Then I had another homegirl. We went to his work, did a stakeout, followed him from work to see where he was going. Then my other homegirl. Girl, I've never been invited to a stakeout. I'm but pissed. why I why I tried to do my own stakeout one time? Did you mess it up? Why he come knocking on the window? (laughs) (laughs) Not the rookie. (laughs) He knocked. Wait a minute, though. But I know I had got caught. So what I did was (laughs) I reversed the the seat. I reversed the seat. I was laying all the way. I was laying all the way back in the car in the seat, and that food just came and knocked on my door. He said, "Come on, man, let's go." Oh my god! <laughs> oh, that was funny, though. Wait, but did he did he admit to it? Nah. You got caught and still couldn't pull it out of him. Mm-mm. Oh, that's an epic fail. Yeah, that is awful. Very awful. I probably would have left at that point just off the embarrassment. I did. Not pull- I just lifted my seat back up and went on home. I think I just cooked dinner. <sighs> I just tried to make an apology dinner. I didn't know what else to do at that point. I'm, I'm, baby, I'm so sorry for catching you cheating, but doing it so sloppily that you caught me. Here's a pork chop. Woo. Oh, my God. Girl, I'm embarrassed. Sorry, that's, that's like secondhand embarrassment. I'm so embarrassed it's for so you. Embarrassing. Like, how did you mess that up? First of all, don't do a steak out in your own car, ladies. Like, that's that's the first mistake that I did. Don't do a steak out in your own car. Please. That's why you got to hit one of your friends up and tell them to come with you. He said, girl, get your dumb ass. Oh, my God. That was so funny. I worked up an appetite cheating on you. Let's go. (laughs) I was putting in overtime. (laughs) Meatloaf, please. He's bold as hell. And Dallas is kind of small. You ain't ran into him, no, have you? Right? That's the same thing my mom said. She was like, I'm surprised you haven't ran into him. Now, I went to a baby shower um, with some mutual friends, and he was there. And uh, he came into that because the men were outside and the women were inside. So he came in and waved at me or whatever. But after that, I just told my friend, I was like, girl, I'm finna go. Because I didn't want to be there, you know. And um okay. <laughs> she was like, now I haven't seen him in over a year. She said, he came to the house yesterday and he here today. She was like, girl, my husband set that up. They trying to be slick. Because she was like, I told my husband you were coming uh, Not today. Not husband. Yes, because she, cause she was like, my husband really wants y'all to be together. But this was like when I had first left, and so nobody knew. 
what he was going through because I protected him a lot. I still protect him now. You're a protector for real. I still protect him to this day. I talk about my story, but I don't talk about, you know, what, you know, and, uh, so, you know, she was like, my husband still wants y'all to be together. And she was like, uh, so she was like, so when he came Friday, I didn't think he was going to come today because I told my husband. She's talking about, oh, he came here purposely today because he knew you was going to be here. But I just left. But I haven't. I haven't ran into him since. People ask me all the time, like, do you know what he's doing? Do you know where he's at? I have no idea. Because y'all don't be leaving well enough alone. Y'all be making fake pages, still stalking y'all exes, and y'all need to quit doing that. You have to, so another part of my program is that you have to um, cut the ties. So all the anchors, because see, here's the thing, um, why I had to stop talking to his mom and my sister-in-laws and my, you know, his, my aunt-in-laws and even my nieces were martyrs of this because my nieces, I was closer to my nieces than he was. And even though that hurt, I had to release all those hooks because those hooks were keeping me anchored and tethered to him to where I couldn't truly heal. So this was the only friend that I, our mutual friend that I kept in contact with, um, just because, you know, for the most part, we kind of keep ourselves protected from that. But as women, if you, if you truly want to heal from somebody, you have to be willing to release the hooks from them their face like you said their facebook pages unnecessary friendships and relationships and stuff like that friends on facebook Mm -hmm. friends that are attached to people that's and did you wrong Mm -hmm. i had to unfollow all of all of his family members all of his cousins all of his friends and i people would ask me too they were like well why are you stop talking to his mama you're doing a lot brie no i'm doing a lot for me and that's the thing when you're in toxic relationships you put other people before yourself for so long that when you do make the decision to choose you people are going to judge you and call you crazy now people come at me excuse me now people come at me and they're like yo I understand but here's the thing when you're really trying to come out of a toxic relationship you gonna look crazy at the beginning to people and people are going to pass judgment on you but when you come out fully healed and smiling and can wear a yellow shirt with some rainbow color uh butterfly earrings Baby, you know what I'm saying is, and you're doing it. happy you got joy I made a video the other day and I told my mama I said I was driving home in silence and I was just smiling and laughing. And there used to be a time where I was so broken and I was so hurt that all I had the strength to do when I didn't call into work was go to work from eight to five. And then I would get into my car at five o'clock still on the work parking lot and bawl my eyes out and bawl my eyes out all the way home. That's how sad and hurt I was. Mm. And I told my mama to be able to drive home in silence the other day, laughing and screaming. But it's because I did the hard thing and released those hooks for people that were going to keep me connected to the person that was slowly killing me. Oof. It'll be hard, but it'll be worth it. I feel like you're going to get some messages after this and you might get some new clients, yeah, maybe clients on. that I know that don't, that I don't even know if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Tell everybody how to find you with everything that you got going on. Okay. Yeah. Come on. 
Come on. Um, so you could go check out the Life After Infidelity podcast. Uh, it's on YouTube, Spotify, all the things, Apple Podcasts. Um, you can follow me um, at Life After Infidelity on IG and TikTok. Um, you can email me if you have questions or maybe you just want to set up a free um, consultation call. You can email me at affairrecoverycoach at gmail.com or you can just go to my website and see what things I have available for you. And that is lifeafterinfidelity.net. So, yeah, tap in and please follow me because, again, my devotional Healing the Heart from Infidelity is coming out um, at the beginning of next year. So I'm excited. <laughs> get, get y'all some um get you some release yeah some some accountability somebody to help you and not the comment sections on ig and tiktok <laughs> okay it's not gonna help you girl thank you so much for coming on thank oh my you, you are me. like just the you embody strength i just don't mm. i'm sick as you talking i'm just like and you're still in one piece. And now her healing the people. So thank you guys for another, another midweek cookie crumble. Um, whatever we got going on right now, some folks still getting sick. So I don't know, y'all. If you got to, <laughs> wear your mask, wash your hands, socially distance. And when you get a free moment, please remember to clean out your dirty bag. Till next time. Bye. Woo! <laughs> yeah! That was good. Well, darling, there's only one God.